Following Jesus is not always easy, but it's not complicated. And here on this podcast, we hope to make life a little bit more simple. Today, I just want to share my heart with you for a few moments. Uh, We're in the middle of COVID-19 and it feels like we're moving towards the end of it as some restrictions are, are, are being loosened a bit and some businesses are opening up again. And I know people are anxious to regather again in a physical location for church. And with that comes a little bit of fear, a little bit of uh, frustration, a little bit of curiosity. I read recently about this town in the northernmost part of Alaska, thus the most northern part of the United States, and they can experience darkness for several months at a time and, and sub-zero temperatures, and they, they learn how to live with it. The problem, uh, and you would think that all of the the, the uh, depression and suicide would come during the darkness. It actually comes when they begin to come out into the light. There, there becomes this, this sense during the darkness where you just learn how to live in it, and you develop a new normal and a new rhythm and a new routine. And then when the sun starts to come out, you forget how to acclimate to it. You forget what life was like before you were in hibernation. And a lot of times people's melatonin and serotonin and, and just their emotional psyche just doesn't catch up to it. It's a fascinating uh, study in what happens to the human brain during such a time. I feel like we're in that right now with COVID. We're beginning to get a new rhythm and a routine to what life is like. We've gotten settled into homeschooling our kids and playing games in the backyard and wearing pajama pants all the time. And eventually, we're going to go back. And it won't always be normal, but it will be a little bit more normal. And there's going to be a sense of loss for some of us. There's going to be a sense of, uh-oh, now I don't have a job and now I, I need to find one. Or it's going to be a sense of, oh, we had all this great time together as a family. Now everybody's gone again. Very soon, it'll be school year again. Our kids won't be in our houses, to which some of us will be excited about. But there's going to be a sense of loss. There's going to be a sense of people going back to work and not being together all the time. And in some ways, that's good, but there'll be a sense of loss through that. And there'll just be the mental fatigue of learning something new. I mean, every time you go on vacation, it's a wonderful thing, but you have to develop new muscle memories as to, you know, where you sleep and where you put your watch and uh, where your, uh, your car is parked and all those kind of things. And now new muscle memories will have to begin in this new world that we enter into. And so as I've been thinking about this, I've been rereading a book that I, I deeply love, and I would highly recommend this as a read for you. And it's by a, an incredible author who was a philosophy professor at, at USC, and his name is Dallas Willard. Dallas passed away several years ago, but left for us a treasure trove of books and articles and messages that he did. And this book was actually a collection of church uh, classes that he taught, and somebody had recorded them and then compiled them and then turned them into uh, basically Dallas's last book. Uh, that came out posthumously, and it's just a phenomenal read. And the reason I love it so much is it's rooted, it's rooted in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
And a lot of us have heard that passage before. Maybe you've got a, a plaque with it, uh, you know, in your house. But, but this prayer, this uh, psalm from David is, is so beautiful. And he really sums it up as not so much a, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, but rather because the Lord is my shepherd, I will have a life without lack. I think most of us right now would say that our life is lacking something. Maybe it's lacking freedom, maybe it's lacking income, maybe it's lacking uh, health. But in this book, he just walks through what true sustenance looks like in a relationship with Jesus. And yes, Jesus does not fix our every ailment. He does not always fill up our bank account. He doesn't always make the car start. But there is something even better than that if we'll finally accept it, and that is his constant, constant presence. He is with us all the time. And for many of us, that may sound like a scary thing. In fact, Dallas is quoted as, I think God will let everybody into heaven who can possibly stand it. The knowledge that God is always with you feels a little bit overwhelming at times, right? But for those of us that, that desperately need to know that we are loved, coming to the understanding that our shepherd is with us and leads us can be the most gratifying and wonderful thing we've ever experienced. I want to read to you just a couple of passages from this book. He writes this um, in, on page 92 in the book, and I don't know what that would be on Kindle because I know the pages are often a little different. But he's referring to Paul's words in 2 Corinthians where he says, you should bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And he says, this involves coming to think about God as Jesus thought about him and to trust God as Jesus trusted him, moving from having faith in Jesus to having the faith of Jesus. To do so is to know the life without lack. I've been thinking about that verse a lot lately. As some of you know, my brother-in-law uh, passed away. Uh, it was a week ago at the time of this recording. He was 51 years old. He was in great health, great shape, but he had a heart condition, and it, it got him a widow maker in the middle of the night after open heart surgery a week before that. And the devastation on my family, uh, obviously, especially my sister, uh, just that, that sense of loss has been overwhelming. And I'm not going to equate my loss with my sisters, but in our family, we've just dealt with death a lot over the last 18 months. And I remember just being alone, talking to God, saying, God, I've just had it with death. And I thought about Jesus at the grave of Lazarus. Even though he knew he could call him back from the dead, he still wept because of the pain that we all experienced through death and saying goodbye and it was at that moment that I came across this passage while rereading this book that said sometimes it's not so much of, the, of having the faith in Jesus as it is having the faith of Jesus. And knowing that even in our darkest night, we can trust our Heavenly Father, that He is good and He is kind, and He will walk with us through the darkest of times. 
and give us this true life without lack. Friends, over that, those next few days, as we walk through the funeral, I just leaned into that, and I found a peace greater than I had before. I come back to this book, page 140. I love this passage here. He says, he's talking about this whole idea of um, our desires are the roots of the self-life in all of us. And until we, in conjunction with the grace of God, have made an intentional decision not to allow our desires to be the center of our lives, we can never have the kind of faith that will lead us to the life of abundant sufficiency in God. And then he says this, It's not uncommon for people to hear this message and think the Christian life is going to be a long, dry haul, so much for a life without lack. But he says, not at all. The reality is, that the long, dry haul is when you are trying to manage your life by always getting what you want. This is what Jesus was teaching when he said, if you try to save your life, you will lose it. He goes on to say, those who pursue their own desires and, and, and really make their life all about themselves, such are the truly miserable. Such are those who lose their souls in pursuit of the things that are set before them by the inclinations that are in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Jesus made it clear that to pursue these things in reliance upon ourselves is the surest way to lose our souls. And this is the way that most of us live our lives. What's in it for me? What's next? How can I get what I want? And if by some chance I get my way, then I might be happy, only to go to bed at night and realize it wasn't enough. I don't know where you are with this COVID situation. I don't know where you are with just dealing with life and loss and sorrow and death. But I know that with our shepherd, with the Lord Jesus, we could truly experience a life without lack. I encourage you to get this book. It's simply called Life Without Lack, Living in the Fullness of Psalm 23, Dallas Willard. You can pick it up on Amazon right now or Barnes & Noble. They'll bring it out to your car. But I want to close with this prayer. Maybe this can be your prayer for the day, if you're listening to this in the morning, or if you're listening to this at night, this can be your prayer for tomorrow. Dallas writes this as a prayer for all of us. Lord Jesus Christ, we are so thankful to you that you have said, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. We are thankful for the ease with which you walked upon this earth, the generosity and kindness you showed to people, the devotion with which you cared for those who were out of the way and in trouble the extent to which you even loved your enemies and laid down your life for them. We are so thankful to believe that this is a life for us, a life without lack, a life of sufficiency. It's so clear in you, the sufficiency of your Father and the fullness of life that was poured through you. And we're so thankful that you have promised that same love that same life, that same joy, that same power for us. Lord, slip up on us today. Get past our defenses, our worries, our concerns. 
Gently open our souls and speak your word into them. We believe you want to do it, and we wait for you to do it now. In your name, amen. Well, next week, we'll be back with brand new episode, episode 98. Uh, and I have a conversation with two of my favorite people in the world, Brad Williams and Aaron Kellum. And we'll talk about this uh, this really cool shirt that Aaron has been wearing around for a while. You might have seen a lot of other people wear it, but it simply says, be kind, but it says it backwards. What's the deal with that? We're going to find out about that. We're going to tell you how you can get one of those shirts if you want it. And then in a couple of weeks, we're going to hit episode 100. And I have a special, special guest for us that weekend. And that is my favorite person in the entire world, my wife. She's going to make her first appearance on the Rusty George podcast as she and I will be interviewed by Brad about whatever he wants to talk about. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun. I'm just so appreciative for you listening. And if you felt like today's content was helpful for you and might be beneficial for somebody else, share it with a friend. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you next time. <laughs>